Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. Have we had a week in history? <laughs> in history and life. In life. Not a week in wrestling. A week in history. Man, oh man. And boy, was it a eventful one. <laughs> uh, so, taking me back to SummerSlam 98. Were you even born then? Nope. My parents hadn't even met yet. I hate utter hatred. This was uh, Stone Cold and Undertaker at, at the Garden, August 1998. This is the theme song. Wait, 1998? Yes. Oh, yeah, I was born. I was going to say. I said 88 at first. <laughs> no, 98. 98. Oh, shit. Stone Cold and Undertaker in the uh, main event. It's uh, like the real American, American badasses. Uh, this one was that would be a totally great tag team name for them I don't, if they were to actually <laughs> have a run. I don't think this was uh, this was not badass yet, badass taker yet. Oh, it was still hell taker, hell taker, yeah. So that was a good one. Though. Let's let's jump right into it. All right, let's do this. We had an his a historic launch the other day. Okay. There was the first ever privately owned spacecraft was launched into orbit with NASA astronauts. So NASA and, NASA and SpaceX had a launch to put man into orbit. Mm-hmm. It would have been the first privately owned launch in history, I right. believe. Okay. And uh, it was uh, part of me. Now, I wasn't alive for it, but I've watched it so many times. Mm-hmm. I watched that rocket ship go up, 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 and it reached 27,000 miles an hour. 
And part of me is just like, what if I'm about to watch another Challenger? Oh, Lord. I don't want that to happen. Lord, I mean, at least there's not a school teacher in there, but damn. I, uh, I was alive and watched that live. Yeah, I'm that old. I remember exactly where I was. I was in, I was in second grade. I was in my class. We watched it on the, on the big... The cow. Big screen tube TV that we had. Computer um, on wheels. I, was, I had those. Those were awesome. Wheels. It was in big screen then. So this we're talking about, uh, I want to say, 30 inches. Um, so that was a big screen. And uh, it was a big deal. Rolled it in and watched it and didn't understand what the hell was going on until the teachers were like frantically turning the TV off and uh, basically then had to explain to us what had happened. Uh, yeah, good times. I had a similar situation during 9-11, but it was like... Uh the principal called one teacher from each grade down to the principal's office right. and I explained to them what happened. Okay. And then she was like, now you go tell them. <laughs> now go. Now just So yeah. I was in the third grade, so it was like, they just I just remember it as me seeing black in the sky. It was the first time I ever watched the news. And uh, I got out of school early. Yeah. But fun fact, actually, on the entire way, on the launch, they were listening to ACDC. That's there you go. <laughs> so it all comes full circle. I was I was hoping that wasn't uh, the the song wasn't because something had happened that I wasn't aware of with said rocket ship. And no, not yet. They were. They're supposed to be up there for anywhere from a month to four months. Okay. So I think the latest is September. They'd come back. Okay. Real real history going on. And speaking of history, yeah. Do you remember the two thousand and three blackout? I'm going to get these two topics out of the way real quick because they have nothing to do with wrestling. Gotcha. Uh, I, I barely do. Okay. So I actually remember that very vividly. Okay. Because it was the first time, like, the, it was at the entire Northeast was without power. I remember that. I just, I remember, I'm trying to think of, like, the the, the yeah, things that might have happened around that time in, in okay, the city. Okay, so but yes, go ahead. What, they, what they attribute it to is a faulty chip in a, an Ohio power plant. Okay. That caused the entire Northeast to fucking get out of power. 50 million people, even in Canada. So, right before the 2003 blackout, there were three UFO sightings in the Northeast, across the Northeast, all around power plants right behind huge uh, stacks. Oh, we're going conspiracy. I love it. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, hours later, 50 million people were without power. Several reports say that a few countries, including America individually had their own pact with aliens throughout history okay so that pact would have given america the technology it needed to develop numerous advancements in technology such as the transistor do you know what the transistor is i do okay so the transistor is pretty much what made the tube the television go from three feet in depth to less than an inch in depth it was a bunch of little microprocessing chips that you could put into something so you could have it broadcasted out to the world. Okay. The most early form we know of is the transistor radio. It had five transistors in it. A cell phone has thousands of them now. Hmm. It's fucking incredible. So. You drop a knowledge. Go ahead. All right. Uh, main component cell phones and TVs. Okay. Uh, they also developed stealth technology and other military advancements at the time. Okay which would have given them the edge they needed in World War II and all that stuff. So, what if the blackout <laughs> was caused by the aliens because we weren't holding up our end of the deal? Okay. 
That's all I got. Thoughts? Um, we didn't hold up our end of the deal. I. Uh... Some people would say, "What is that deal?" <laughs> I was gonna say, well, "What is that deal?" <laughs> I don't know. What... That's the question that I've been getting a lot lately. Uh-huh. Really, <laughs> the deal would have been was honestly, I've been doing this docu series on Netflix called Hangar One. Okay. And it talks about UFO conspiracies. I'm not a UFO conspiracy guy. But what's the name of the show? Hangar One. Hangar One. Okay. It's like eight eight episodes. It's it's a Tiger King sized documentary. Okay. Hangar One. But it goes through presidents, crashes, you know, different presidents that had encounters with them. Mm. Apparently, Richard Nixon and Jackie Gleason had a had an encounter with him because they were best of buds on the golf course. Okay. So all that stuff, but. Begs the question, what do we not know? I mean, also the fact that we, we they had a, uh, a UFO sighting. Didn't they have a UFO sighting during this whole thing, with during all the corona thing? No, just... they, they the, the government released footage of a UFO. Oh, okay. So they have officially acknowledged that they exist, mm-hmm. which is crazy because in 1897, there was... A UFO crash in Aurora, Texas, and it was reported as regular news. Okay. A UFO has crashed in Aurora, Texas. There was a tombstone right at the crash site with no words on it except for a circle and three dots depicting a flying saucer. Okay. When an investigator, a journalist, wanted to exhume the gravesite he was denied entry later on i think the next day he decided to go look to see if he could find the tombstone where it originally stood where he knew it stood the day before and it wasn't there huh yeah right oh i've been getting deep (laughs) they done took it out they done took us away wow it's incredible but yeah, so that was all of my uh, conspiracy theories for well, thank you. <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> and that's it. Good night, everybody. Uh, by the way, I was- just want to also give a shout out to the astronauts who got out of uh, the U.S. at the most perfect time there in history. <laughs> the most perfect meme of this week was you got out just in time. Good for you. <laughs> shout out Andy Milanakis. That's right. <laughs> he's like he's like fifty years old. He looks like he's like twelve. My age. <laughs> He, he wait, looks like he's my age. He looks like, yeah, he's like in his 40s, isn't he? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was just in his 40s during the Andy Milanakis <laughs> show. <laughs> he was, I remember that, too. I was like, he's 20 what? He, he's, he's, got, he's got baloney in his left pocket. Like I remember that show. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's 10. Um, well, <laughs> well, by the way, uh, you're listening to Sons of Slam. Welcome. Um, I just want to... Yeah, SoundCloud, Twitter, yeah, all iTunes, that all that you, stuff. You know where to find We got us. right into it, but damn. Yeah. <laughs> Conspiracy talk. I like it. I think we just jump down uh, throats with with stuff like that. I love it. Um, I wanted to also point out um, that uh, the the universe blew up as far as the uh, the Owen Hart, yes. Doc and Doc, uh, the, the season finale for that for Viceland, uh, the highest rated show for Vice uh, in their history in their short history. But uh, it was it five years? Yeah, five years, but still the highest rated uh, show that they've had. Um, and then the the reactions just came uh, fast and swift from from everybody, um, including uh, Jim Cornette, 
who had uh, said a couple of things uh, regarding that, and uh, he was um, be- between <laughs> between shitting all over uh, Becky Lynch and her pregnancy, oh, yeah. <laughs> and this whole thing with with Owen Hart. He basically he was there. He was b- b- backstage. He was behind the scenes. He he was working out with stuff with uh, Victor McMahon and Bruce Pritchard, um, and that he is just not feeling the fact that uh, that Owen's wife again just seems like it's everybody against uh, Owen's wife. That just it doesn't seem like anybody wants to be on her page. Kind of want to work with her, but he's basically saying that he should just uh, let it go and and have him get into the hall. Um, yeah, I mean, in I don't agree with Jim on many things. <laughs> Neither do I. A lot of people don't, but I would agree with him on that. Like, uh, it's 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 fucked up to say, but is she being hard headed about this? I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand it was the the art that your husband died for, and you feel that it was a wrongful death. Right. And a lot of people do feel it was a wrongful death. But you can have wrongful de- like wrongful deaths in in wrestling. I get it because it means that there wasn't a safe work environment. But it's all like the 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 people know what they're doing. They they know they're putting their bodies on the line. In I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying that I agree with. I honestly don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> in, 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 I, I agree with you, but in wrestling, it's a clusterfuck. In wrestling, though, it's it, it you you take risks in wrestling, not not well, from hanging not from hanging eighty feet in the air. That's, exactly. That's not part of the job description. So no. Th- that coupled with the fact that she still doesn't feel that they've come out and apologized in a meaningful way, it's still they're still the, the okay. The but what's what's WWE's way of apologizing to people that they've wronged in the past? Um, come not, on, not use your words. Not, I mean, this, they're they're silencing her. That's that's the issue. Is that they're kind of putting her to yeah. Including the entire entire Hart family, so why would why would either why would she or his son give them the satisfaction of putting him in the hall when they were the ones responsible for his death? Because don't you feel all right? Let Vince very well may be a bad guy on television, mm-hmm. but deep down in like you've heard backstage reports of people that actually got to know Vince. And Pete, like like the top guys who really got to know oh, Vince McMahon, it's the all person. Over, it's all over the Undertaker last ride. Uh, it's uh, Doc. It's it's all over the two of them. They're Undertaker and, exactly. uh, and Mark's Mark and Vince's relationship in, in this are at the peak. Like you see the two of them, like they hug, they embrace uh, every WrestleMania. And he goes over after after the match is over, and he'll give him a hug and you know thank him. Blah blah blah. People have relationship with, with him. I get that. But I think the idea is that she is just not satisfied with the way that it was it was handled, obviously, but also that they were, they shortchanged him as far as safety measures go. Yeah, I think that's where it comes from and, and where it stems from. So I, I don't know if you can you can have uh, as we did last time on doing now. You have arguments on both sides for this this uh, scenario. Uh, this they're they're right for this. The other side's right for this. Uh, they're both wrong for either. You know, kind of doing it the way they're doing it. But at the end of the day, you're not going to see him in the hall anytime soon. Um, unfortunate for for him as far as him and his family, his his blood family. Um, not not to have that that recognition and satisfaction. But well, because like even with the the 
when when dead wrestlers get selected into the Hall of Fame, it is always a more direct family member, whoever's living, that would give their speech. Mm. Right? I'm pretty sure when Kerry uh, Von Erich got selected to the Hall of Fame, it was legitimately the last Von Erich that gave the speech. Right. It was Kevin. So I, if they... If everything were to go to plan, Owen would have been in the Hall of Fame, Martha would have given the speech, and then all the hearts that are, re- that are left would have gotten on the stage after, and it would have been a beautiful moment. Sure. But 20 years later, 20, what is it, 21? 21 years later. Okay. Martha is still, I like, I don't want to use the word hung up over his death. No, but definitely, now, definitely now she's on a revenge mission to make sure that Owen Hart and the WWE do not coexist ever again. Okay, and you know what? I, I don't blame her. I, I really don't. I, I don't blame her for what she's going through or what she's doing. I, I don't feel it's right. Like it? I, I don't. I mean, who's who likes it? Who likes the fact that Owen exactly. gets, gets screwed over in this situation? Um. But you know, with with everything else that's that's been put out there into light, and you know, there's always three sides to every story. It's it's not fair or right the way that they have handled this situation. Uh, it, it for mm-hmm. her, uh, if I if I'm putting myself in her shoes, it, it's it doesn't seem it doesn't seem right. With that being said, again, would it be nice to have him in the hall and celebrate him? Of course, but uh, it, it's never going to happen. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on. What else you got? Um, I will say. Uh, oh, good. What? Go ahead. Back to Shad really quick. Yes, I forgot a couple things last week. Okay. So apparently he was the stunt double for Terry Crews and Sandy Wexler. Did you know that? I did not know that, but I could see that. <laughs> right. It makes total sense. Yeah. I don't know why he wasn't the stunt double for Terry Crews in every Terry Crews movie. Every Terry Crews movie. I know. I know. He had a, he had a hell of a career. I mean, it's it's. Kind of weird that it's just coming to light now after his death, but it's he's had a whole, he was in, whole career going He on. was either an actor or a stunt double on Think Like a Man 2, Get Hard, Sandy Wexler, Black Panther, The Last Sharknado, and Birds of Prey. Sharknado. <laughs> no, no, no. The Last Sharknado. The Last Sharknado. I know, but in any, <laughs> any, I'm saying any Sharknado. Uh, th- those movies are great. I feel like the way we look at Sharknado movies is the way that Jim Cornette looks at wrestling today. <laughs> but see, here's the thing. He takes it a little too seriously, whereas we know what we're getting with uh, Sharknado. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and, and the idea and the irony, the idea and the irony behind Cornette and his ranting and ravings and, and just bullshit. Um, he, he was doing this in, in, in Georgia, South, like he was doing in Southern, Southern Wrestling. I don't understand what it's such a hypocrisy that it's now it's, a, now it's an issue because he's not involved. Meanwhile, there were storylines in the 90s that he was part of that were just insane, especially during the Attitude Era. I just it. It doesn't make sense. It's it's a, yeah. By the way, fuck Sharknado, fuck Sharknado, and fuck Jim Cornette. That's all <laughs> I want to say. I actually like Sharknado. Um, I, I, shout out to uh, Reby Sky, by the way, uh, Reby Hardy, <laughs> who just went off, <laughs> went off this weekend on on several uh, uh, tangents. One of them being that uh, he was upset, upset. Well, two things. Um, they got the uh, speaking two things and speaking of Shad also that there was backlash. I didn't even realize this until after actually a couple of days ago that they received backlash, uh, no pun intended. Uh, Reby and and, and uh, Matt did regarding 
that spot in the pool at uh, Double or Nothing. And how, how could you possibly do that when Shad just passed away a couple days ago? Oh, yeah. she got, she who got, got angry at that? No, no, she, she had responded on Twitter because uh-huh. Matt was getting flack for that spot. Oh my God. I know. I know. Well, like that, that's, that's, that's what you're going to correlate with it. Well, I mean, not that you should have to put two and two together like that, but it, it's, if people are looking for shit, then that's, that's a natural progression in that, <laughs> that uh, scenario. Um, I didn't think of it. Listen, you and I didn't even think of it. You didn't think of it until right now until I said it. I didn't think of it until I read it. So, listen, <laughs> I would never have put that correlation together, um, but people did. And so that's uh, just one more thing to have to bitch and I guess about. people people like to look at stuff on the internet and create conspiracies about it, you oh. know? Oh. Not like UFOs or anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> How funny it comes full circle. Um, and then she also was... Uh, <laughs> Her and and Matt. I, I just got to point this out. I know we have to, we're going to talk about it in a little bit. Um, I think I had showed you what you're about to talk about. No, when we were on the Zoom call, this was uh, this was Friday. Mm-hmm. Friday night, uh, Matt Hardy had posted on Twitter. I'm very glad and thankful to be working with at All Elite Wrestling and just, Tony Khan just, on Wednesday. Just to reiterate. I'm happy to be working at All Elite with, for Tony Khan on Wednesdays. And then uh, Rebe also, uh, I don't have her, have her post, but she, she... I know exactly what she posted. Go ahead. She just goes, I just threw out my TV. Yes, that was it. <laughs> I just threw out my TV. <laughs> I just threw out my TV. Um, yeah, this is all in response to the angle that uh, they have Jeff Hardy doing this week, which is just... <sighs> God. Listen. I don't know if it's lazy or it, if, it's, if it's something that... I, I don't know. It was. It was. Uh, if it comes out that that Jeff Hardy was behind this, like oh, yeah. behind the storyline, right. behind the angle, mm-hmm. nobody gets upset, right? But but, what, but wouldn't Jeff in, in this during this time in his career have like some sort of creative control? Exactly. So then it's not like he especially said, because his brother has full creative control where he is. Right. Right. So yeah. I, I and wanna, why would it be Elias? The, okay. You know what? We'll get into it. Okay. We'll get into it later. Oh, wait, wait, I got, it's, it's a whole bunch of things. I'm in conspiracy we... mode right now. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Anything else uh, that we talk of, talk about before we move uh, into the wrestling portion of... The WWE has banned the buckle bomb. Yes, another another move banned. Uh, because? Who the fuck knows? But my theory is that... I don't know. I kind of noticed a couple too many buckle bombs on uh, Saturday night. I don't know about you. Um, I did see a lot of them, yeah. Right? Yeah. So now I think that they're... I wonder if it came out on Saturday, like people found out that the bomb was banned. The bomb was buckled, no pun intended. Uh, And uh, then they started using it a whole bunch because they knew it was banned. Or... If it was used so much in Double or Nothing that they just decided to ban it, so they don't look too similar. Well, here's the other thing too: is that um, it, it was. It's also very, very dangerous move. <laughs> it's a very insanely dangerous move. It's also coincidence that it was banned just recently because of, and I'm, I'm going to attribute it to uh, Nia Jax basically just destroying Kyrie Sane on two different occasions with that buckle bomb and just breaking her neck. Um, and I'm reading right now that uh, it can return on a rare occasion, but it needs very special permission to be used in a match. Um, it's it's going to be Seth Rollins. 
for someone who who is notoriously uh uh put someone out of commission uh sting with that move um twice twice then yeah uh, i would people uh, forget about finn balor fergal <laughs> fergal uh-huh. oh fergal <laughs> um yeah it just it's 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 just kind of weird how it's every time it's it's done to another wrestler i i cringe because i just i'm afraid of the ramifications of of that me movie. too but i feel like if you if you get buckled right in between like your uh shoulder blades mm-hmm. i feel like it absorbs the impact a lot better as opposed to like getting it right on your neck like in the middle of your back at the bottom of your shoulder blades right. should be okay i feel like that's a hell of a lot better right um other news here uh wwe wwe has uh, slashed this is already known um Back in April 15th, they slashed, slashed budget, if I could speak, um, for executives. And now they've slashed budget for referees. Really? So uh, WWE cut the pay of all producers, if not most. Uh, and this is Dave Meltzer talking, uh, paraphrasing here, and uh, was told uh, referees as well. I don't know if it's all of them, but most uh, people I know said the number was about 20% that it was cut. Wow. Yeah. Uh, all of WWE's executives took a pay cut in April. McMahon and top executives took a pay cut, but their money really doesn't come from stock. But their money comes from stock. Excuse me. Um, and they'll have to see. Uh, it says we're going to see how far this goes as far as the uh, the cost cutting measures. Um, yeah, that's nuts. Speaking of cross uh, cost cutting measures, if yes. I could speak, okay. um, Nigel McGuinness has been furloughed by WWE. Yes, which is, I was kind of wondering why I didn't see him with uh, Beth and Morrow. Well, or he didn't him. see Beth or Morrow. I was going to say, mean, hear him. I mean, let me check that. Yes, I was wondering why <laughs> I didn't hear him um, in the trio. But, uh, yeah, he's, he was furloughed. Uh, I wonder how long ago that was. He hasn't been, he hasn't been heard on television in weeks, months almost. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, I, 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 I find that kind of weird that he, he's furloughed. Uh, but the two of them aren't. Um, and nice to see also uh, uh, Hall of Famer Kurt Angle this week. Uh, twice. Uh, uh, twice. On a, yeah, twice. And uh, speaking of furloughed, <laughs> um, thought he was he was fired. And we, we had said, though, we had said that he was, we thought he was furloughed. Furloughed, yeah. Because yeah. so. he was part of the whole production. I think he was doing live event production. So it was like anyone, uh, anyone that worked live events mm-hmm. got furloughed by WWE, I think. That makes the most sense because eventually this is going to die down and then we'll be able to have live events again. So I don't know. Can only hope. But Zach, uh, I'm sorry, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers definitely released. Uh, I'm sorry, kayfabe only. Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. I was going to say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And they were on the, uh, they were just on Jericho's podcast too. Yeah, which means they'll be popping up in all elite. There's good. <laughs> Speaking of which, let's talk about uh, some wrestling here and, and what happened this week and people popping up in different uh, organizations. Um, for your Monday Night Raw, Raw. Uh, the only thing I can I can Raw. think of here is uh, that that Cruz. We have a new U.S. champion in Apollo Cruz. About time. It's about time. Uh, put a belt on that guy. Uh, anything else here as far as uh, see iconics uh thought they were going to break up thank god they haven't yet that's that's inevitable um 
They're setting up for McIntyre and Lashley. Uh, surprise of the night, uh, Angel Garza actually defeating uh, Kevin Owens. Surprise, um, more surprise of the night, Angel Garza is on the official Raw poster and not Andrade. Well, he is on every single week. So, But Andrade is, this is was true. the champion. Was. You know what I mean? That, that shows what they want to kind of do with with uh, Angel. He's getting a push. Um, He's got to be. The only time in recent memory that I fast-forwarded through Raw was when the Street Profits uh, actually de- they defeated the Viking Raiders in mini- miniature golf or actual golf. Um, it was miniature golf. It was uh, it, uh, miniature golf, and there was an uh, alligator on the course. Um, that seemed like fun. Um, and then... Uh, <laughs> Chubbs would be proud. Chubbs would be proud. <laughs> he took my hand. I took a lot. Uh, Murphy and uh, Austin Theory. Uh, Austin Theory uh, on Team Rollins officially. And they defeated uh, Aleister Black and, and Carillo. Uh, Nia Jax and her band Buckle Bomb, because she sucks at it. She defeated Natalia and, and Charlotte Flair uh, to, to earn a, a match at Backlash. So hopefully no Buckle Bombs on Asuka there. Uh, Street Profits defeating Bobby Lashley and MVP. MVP wearing a, a, a Punisher uh, outfit I, I kind of was digging. Um, I think he's. I've seen him wrestling that before. I feel. I don't think I've ever seen him with that. I mean, obviously, recently we saw him with the uh, the Killmonger thing, gimmick. Yes. Uh, and so. then McIntyre and Lashley just uh, closing out Raw. Um, nothing of of note other than the fact that uh, Cruz. We have a new U.S. champion in Cruz. Um, and then the actually the beginning of the show opened with a KO show and. Uh, <laughs> Funny, funny part of the night, he was just basically like, I see where this is going. I'm going to head out. Um, All right, I'm going to head out. I'm going to head out of the ring and uh, while, <laughs> while you, you women go at it. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to tomorrow's Raw because we have uh, – they, they announced Rey Mysterio's retirement ceremony. Um, um, are they, they, I thought they last, I thought they announced that last week. So they announced it on Monday last week. So Raw last week they announced it for the first time. And then they've been announcing it all week. But they didn't put on put on it like they did on Twitter that who's hosting it, but Seth Rollins. So there's something very fishy here with this whole <laughs> retirement thing. That no I, shit, really. I don't think it's legit, Joe. I don't. Uh, kayfabe. Um, so there's kayfabe that. only, bro. Kayfabe only. Kayfabe only. So we have a retirement ceremony tomorrow. Um, Oscar and and Flair. Uh, have a champion and versus champion uh, showdown. We have Apollo Cruz defending his U.S. title against an opponent of his choosing, and Alistair Black is going one on one with the Messiah Seth Rollins. I'm I'm looking forward to it. For nice. once, for once. Um, your Wednesday, our Wednesday, our favorite night of the week. Uh, our favorite night of the week. This is true. Some uh, people <laughs> they just like to fucking sit around on their couch and do nothing. <laughs> I, I swear we do this. We do this podcast for like two people, <laughs> two or three people max. I think it's just I, listen. We have, we have so if many it doesn't make, we have so many other listeners, and then we just like we're just basically doing this for like like a handful of people. If um, it doesn't make our friends pop, who else is it going to pop? <laughs> um, do we see this? I'm going to start with NXT. Do we see the fact that uh, again, if you're going to fire somebody or yeah, actually fire somebody and and put him through a storyline where it seems like he has a comeback shot? Wouldn't just give him the comeback shot, like just make an actual legit thing, and just because if if Maverick didn't win this whole thing, I've been thinking about this a lot. 
Maverick should have gotten this far, just for storyline purposes. If he doesn't win the whole thing, and uh, Phantasma takes it, wouldn't it just be like a want want? Like you just went through this whole group A side of of, of the this tournament, and he's gotten to the finals on a technicality, basically because the match he, he just he just happened to be on as, because wrestling happened to have his arm over somebody to to get the pinfall. Wouldn't it just be kind of like balloon deflating? Just like okay, he lost, and that's he's done. Or if they so, have have him lose, and then and then you see Regal come out and just be like, uh, "You made it this far, you still have your job." <laughs> like, <laughs> like a like a college football player being put on scholarship. Yeah, everybody else comes out. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> lifts him up on his shoulders <laughs> yeah. and shit. So out. I I love this cruiserweight title tournament. Mm-hmm. I loved it. All the matches in it were awesome. Okay. My only thing is, you're pushing Phantasma. Hard, now you're hard. kind. You, you're kind of pushing Drake Maverick, which means if Phantasma wins, great for Phantasma. He's a new face. Great for him to have the belt. Mm-hmm. But Drake is kind of left by the wayside, unless the whole college scholarship thing happens. Okay. If Drake wins, uh, comeback story, you know, Rudy-type story, except he wasn't offsides. Actually, he might have been offsides. And uh, but Phantasma had this whole push, and now that goes by the wayside. Right. To me, this is this is a lose. Uh, it I don't. Even, it's kind of a lose lose unless something get pulled out with Drake Maverick and Phantasma winning, and something happens there. I don't know. Yeah, this is gonna be a weird, a weird situation. I mean, it's happening this Wednesday, so we'll find out in in three days. Um, but just the idea of these guys. Especially Maverick, and and harken back way way back when he had posted that video on Twitter on Black on Black Wednesday, and he was the first he was the first face of this whole thing, like he was legit the first face. He was the first viral face to go out and basically cry for two minutes straight in the camera, and I I, I don't doubt that that was not real, but it seems a little on shaky ground. Now, uh, yeah, with that with this whole thing, um, and listen, he's he's a great he's a great talent. I think he's he's very entertaining, uh, especially for the cruiserweight division. It just it seems very yeah, you're right. It's a it's a lose lose. The schmaz, schmaz, yes, it is. So all that to say is Ma- Maverick takes the uh, that side of the of the tournament and will face. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm taking Babel, by the way. I'm, I'm starting to learn uh, Spanish here. So you told me that the other day. I'm yeah. really proud of you. El hijo. There you go. Del Fantasma. Um, there you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he's, uh, that will be this Wednesday. So we'll see what happens. You're right. If, if someone's going to get pushed uh, with, with the strap on, hello. And then, um, <laughs> and uh, phrasing, and, and then. Uh, that pause. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the other guy is going to be, I mean, he'll, he'll, it'll be okay, but nobody ever remembers <laughs> the second place guy in any of these tournaments. So, uh, so we shall see with that. Uh, Johnny Gargano uh, taking a, defeating uh, Adrian Adonis. 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 Oh, sorry. Uh, Forgot. In the first ever Johnny Gargano Invitational. And then we cut into uh, Keith Lee and uh, Mia Yim uh, kind of mocking their dinner situation. And it was very funny that... Uh, oh, it was hilarious. That, the whole skit was very funny. and uh, But they, they still haven't explained, kayfabe, they still haven't explained why the two of them are having dinner. 
this if I you know what came this in and true. I said, you know what, I don't know why I know Keith Lee rescued Mia Yim last week. So now they'll they'll have a, a mixed tag team match, right? That'll be fine. But then all of a sudden now they're having dinner. So why? Are they are they an item? Ironically, it's also dinner in the exact same house that Johnny and Candace were having dinner in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So, and funny thing about that, I I laughed incredibly hard when Tegan Knox showed up. Tegan Knox showed up with a box that was empty of pizza. With, with a box of pizza. Hey, it had a slice in it. It had two slices. And she be lucky. Be lu- it had one. It had two. She took, oh, she, she it had two. She took the one. She took the one and just left one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, moving on. I just want to point out, I have never done that as a delivery driver. The pizza. thoughts, the thoughts of the thoughts of WWE do not reflect Joe Black. <laughs> you, you've never opened the pizza box and say uh, they won't miss this pe- this slice of pepperoni. No, I have opened the pizza box to make sure I took the right pizza. Okay, because that has happened to me. Right. I have left and then had to go back because I took the wrong thing. So you never, you never like took two slices from either end and then closed it on itself to make it look like it was a full circle. Not a once. Like, why is this large pie all of a sudden like small? Nope. No reason here. Nope. Thank you. Not goodbye. one. No. Not once. You are you are quality, sir. I am a fucking gentleman. You are <laughs> you are a gentleman and a scholar. Good job. And a scholar. And Thank a scholar. You. Yes, absolutely. Um, put me on put me on scholarship. <laughs> Give me a push. We'll celebrate you. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand how uh, I understand that that Gonzalez Raquel Gonzalez uh, is pushed as like the strong the uh, uh, strong lady of of the women's division in NXT. Shotzi Blackheart just had a promo last week, and she loses to said Raquel Gonzalez. I, I don't understand this this push. It was kind of weird. It, although me it neither. Did, it did have the DQs going on, like the DQ kind of things happening outside with everybody interfering and um, people getting involved. But yeah, it was it was kind of weird that she had this very mini push, and then she just gets uh, she gets beaten by by Gonzalez and uh, might be the start of a long push. And Kai, um, I'm sure it'll go back and forth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, so we had Charlotte Flair and random Chelsea Green uh, taking on Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. Um, How funny would it have been if uh, Dana Brooke came out with uh, with Charlotte? And she gets yelled at by Charlotte, just like, and then she gets yelled at the whole time. <laughs> Degrading. Uh, speaking of good which, old days, uh, they didn't show it on TV, but uh, Chelsea Green and and uh, Robert Stone, the Robert Stone brand. She's making her own brand. She's making her own brand. She's, the Chelsea Green brand. She's, so she's done. So it looks like Robert Robert Stone will be uh, hopefully representing Aaliyah at some point. Um, yeah, it seems more likely. So uh, kind of let let Green fly. Um, we had a Cole and uh, uh, talk- I'm a peacock captain. You gotta let me <laughs> gotta fly. Let me fly. <laughs> One of the best movies ever. Um, Adam Cole uh, agreeing to defend his NXT title against Velveteen Dream. I'm assuming that Velveteen Dream in that whole scenario with the uh, the pick thing is is done. It wasn't proven. We can move on from that. Uh, or that still, I, I, listen, if NXT is still taped, yeah, then yeah, we can move on with it. Okay, if NXT is live. Mm, I mean, it's going to be a little difficult. They, they that was that was a couple weeks ago. Like at this point, they're they've recorded more. They've taped more shows. I'll be honest with you. You know what the only reason why uh, Velveteen Dream is not getting punished is because it wasn't able to get to the mainstream news. 
Um, Everybody was worried about COVID and everything, not about Velveteen Dream sending dick pics to a 17-year-old. Right. It, but I think it, it, it kind of got cut off because it wasn't legit. I mean, if it was a legit thing and people... Are you kidding me? People found out... That's, uh, I don't bring the show down here with all the shit that's going on in the world right now. But the... the Too the, late? The, the, here we go. The videos that were <laughs> posted of all these people that... All, all these white people that were... But were posts that were in the camera yelling at someone, and the person holding the camera was black. All these people, especially that woman in uh, I don't know if it was Central Park that had the dog with the leash. She immediately black people found this woman like the like Sherlock Holmes shit. They found this woman in like five seconds flat. Like this is this woman. She's now uh, being held on on probation, and then a couple hours later she was fired. They found out who this woman was. And they searched her out, and 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 that was it. Like. They can't find photos of uh, Velveteen Dream and see if it was actually like sent out from his computer or, or his, his phone. Nah, because Velveteen Dream's doing it for the culture. He's doing it for the culture. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know what mean? that meant. I, I don't even know mean? what that meant. I don't know what I meant to say. What does it mean mean? But it's just what came out. Okay. <laughs> just, yeah, I don't, I don't know. The, all, all this shit that's... I can't speak. Nah. I can't... <laughs> Moving on, moving on, moving on. Yep, 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 please. So Tommaso Ciampa and Leon, uh, <laughs> defeating Leon Ruff and Karrion uh, uh, Cross addressing Ciampa after the match and Scarlet coming out. Good God, she's she's gorgeous. Lovely, lovely Scarlet. We don't say yeah. we don't say Bardo. But the whole. Have you seen her without black lipstick? I'm not. She's so much hotter. Oh, I'm sure. When she doesn't have all that goth shit around her. <laughs> so you're not into goth. Nah, nah, not much style. <laughs> if he came across your table, I'm sure you'd, uh, you'd dabble. I can be convinced into doing I'm, a lot of things. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> your main event, I, I was actually very impressed with this whole setup here, and I think that they should do something more with this. I don't think it was utilized to its full ability, but this uh, NXT fight pit with uh, Hall of Famer Kurt Angle acting as a uh, referee. Because who better than to have an Olympic gold medalist in, 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 in a fight pit, in uh, an actual fight? So it was a it was a cage with scaffolding. I can't even describe it. Like it was just... So I I kind of took what they said in the broadcast mm -hmm. and made my own analysis of it. Sure, it's the scaffold match and the lion's den mixed into one. Okay, because I was actually watching scaffold matches and boy. Those are some fucking ridiculous spots. Check, check out those uh, uh, New Jack matches on scaffolds. Good God. Ooh, boy, I went down a New Jack rabbit hole <laughs> when I saw that fucking Dark Side of the Ring that episode. Is a, and that is a rabbit wow. hole that takes a while to get out of. <laughs> you can who go would you, deep in Who that. would you rather get into a fight with? A shoot fight. Mike Tyson or New Jack? Uh, New Jack. I'll tell you. Very, no. Mike Tyson easily. No. no. Why? I, 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 it's if I had to choose, it would be New Jack only because Mike Tyson with one punch will probably give you a concussion and probably kill you. Exactly, Mike Tyson at, one at punch, least, I'm going down. Yes, and if it doesn't put me down, I'll fucking stay down. But at least with New Jack, it, you with you, New Jack, he's gonna shoot, cut you, and he might stab <laughs> you. This is true. This is very true. Uh, both scenarios just suck. Um, but I do like this this match. I liked the look of it. Again, I think they, they could have. They definitely put it into use while you know jumping from however high that was, like eight feet or whatever it was, to the mat. Um, with Thatcher doing that, Riddle like getting on top and kind of kicking him off. Um, How did they get up there in the first place? Riddle 
pushed him up there. He kind of like catapulted. No, 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 no. The match started with both of them in different corners on top of the cage. Right, but then they got up there again by by Riddle kind of hoisting him up there. Uh, I know that. Right. But they don't show how they came from the entrance up to the top. Uh, Okay, you're right. That's all I want to know. The entire time I was looking, there's no stairs, Mm. there's no ladder. They're just climbing a fucking fence to get up to the top and then go over a little barricade, and that's how they get up there? Came in the ring, climbed the fence, got up to the scaffold, and started the fight. Ah, it's just weird wrestling. That um, that part that part was weird to me. Everything else I was perfectly okay with. <laughs> Thatcher takes the win, and now that's as as wrestling goes. If you are if you're on your way out, if you're going somewhere else, you have to. That's that's tradition. You have to lose, as we've you learned. Put over the other guy. As you've as we've learned in the Montreal Screwjob. And I watched Dark Side of the Ring. I watched that one, uh, Dark Side of the Ring, just recently, because I've only seen the wrestling wrestles which wrestling with shadows version of it, mm-hmm. uh, the actual documentary series that was there to film <laughs> uh, Bret Hart. So the Dark Side of the Ring episode was showing the Montreal Screwjob and that, and uh, all the angles that that pertain to. Um, we we learned that quick that you have to. Uh, make sure that when you're out on the way out, tradition states you have to lose. <laughs> yep, <laughs> you have to lose. So that all going that back thing. to the Carney days. Carney days. You have to lose if you're on the way out. So Riddle did that, and he's on his way out because he's on his way over to NXT. And they still, we say over. It's not our company. We we continue to say over um, because NXT is, is good job, it, Chris. It, I'm it, proud of you. You're, you're very welcome. NXT <laughs> is as good, if not better, than the other brands, but. That WWE still sees it as a move on up. So it, Rat, Riddle is now on his way, according to them, up to uh, SmackDown. Why can't they? They all, they're just real quickly. You're not getting called up. You're getting called upon. You're getting called upon. <laughs> okay. I mean, listen, Charlotte Flair is still is still is a champion and moved over and so, over and over and then back and back. So yeah, I it's just kind of weird. And now she's working all three brands somehow. Why? Hardest working woman. Why? Because, because wrestling. Because wrestling and she's a draw. And they don't have really much of anything else going on because they don't have their full uh, staff in f- to, to kind of pick from. Um, on over to AE Dubs and the uh, the kind of the aftermath of, of uh, Double or Nothing. Um, they started the match with, it was actually in the, in the locker room with the Young Bucks and Matt Hardy and uh, the Elite. Uh, minus Cody, um, and then they did, they they didn't want the broken Matt Hardy uh, character. They wanted the extreme Matt Hardy. Was it extreme or was it? Uh, Is that Hardy Boys? I thought, no, he came out. It was broken Matt. Mm-hmm. He went back. Then he came back as extreme Matt. Then he went back again, and then he came out with whatever he came out with. Spot Monkey Matt. Spot Monkey. Is that what it's called? I don't know, but they said Spot Monkeys many a time, and how dope would a tag team name for them be? But Spot Monkeys. Spot Monkeys. <laughs> it's just like I mean, maybe nowadays not the good a name to use. Probably but not. But regardless, yeah, they definitely find a better name. But uh, especially when you're fighting Private Party, and uh, so they had a six man tag match with uh, Private Party and Joey Janela. 
Uh, yeah, Matt Hardy and, and uh, Young Bucks took that one. Uh, and then, that's not the big deal about this match. The big deal about this match is that their new, it seems like AEW's new go-to for any kind of introduction for a new talent is to have them basically drive up to the the ring in a car, um, right behind the barricade, get out of the car, and then run to the ring. And that's what we heard. We heard a big uh, pickup truck uh, rev up and come out of the car. We Oh, by the way, it was uh, before all that, Butcher and the Blade, who I was actually thinking, where the hell have these guys been? I am so happy you fucking brought that up. Where the hell have these guys been? All of a sudden they come out and they're like, they're dressed in uh, in all white as if either they're painting something or they're part of- Low-rent Backstreet Boys. The low- <laughs> Dude, why did Blade bleach his hair? Yeah, that's a new thing. That like that, where did where did that come from? The Why thing. are they wearing all white with red fucking belts on? They are they are bootleg Backstreet Boys. Yeah, the BBBs, the B- <laughs> bootleg the Better Business Bureau. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So they basically came out to to uh, beat up on uh, uh, the young bucks. Meanwhile, um, who was it from Private Party that uh, I don't know if he was faking an injury? Mark Quinn. Like he he did that dive. He that, looked banged up. He did that tope, and then he banged his leg. Yeah, he looked banged up. But like when I saw Matt take him to the back, and then FTR arrived, mm. I was like, I don't know. This is a little, a little fishy. A little fishy. Oh, hang on. Before we move on, to private party on being the elite this week, mm-hmm. last week on on right after the stadium stampede. Mm-hmm. He, uh, they were, they had this whole angle going about the uh, hangman pages trying to set them up, and, and so he doesn't have to pay the twelve dollars that he owes him, some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. So he took like the boogeyman and some fucking wrestling teddy bear, and now they're trying to fight this boogeyman and wrestling teddy bear. Mm. So they get into a cab, <laughs> and Isaiah goes, he's like, "Yo, bro, thanks for coming so fast." Pause. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, what? He's like, "Yo, boss, thanks for coming so fast." Pause. <laughs> Whoa, that was fast. I, uh, uh, that yeah, was hilarious. If, you, if you knew, if you know to say pause that quickly, you you, you already set that up in your head. <laughs> First off, I went to an all guys high school, uh-huh. and I graduated in 2011. How many times okay. did you say pause a- after that? What? How many times did you say pause while at an all all boys high school? We never said pause. So you're all gay. Here's the thing. No, no, no. no. <laughs> okay. We went straight politically incorrect. We were like, "Yo, thanks for coming so fast, boss. No homo." <laughs> Okay. I swear, dude, all four years of high school, it was, yo, <laughs> yo, that shit's mad big. No homo. <laughs> I, had, I had to say it. So that is, that, your pause was no homo. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Like, people started saying pause at, when I was in, like, college, and I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? It's like, yeah, when you say something, you know, yeah. it's like, talk about no homo, whoa. It's like, what? <laughs> you gotta change it up. Um, it's the way I was brought up. So I don't know. Mark Wynn got hurt. Uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming for for this show, not in real life, but um, we we see the uh, uh, Butcher and the Blade come out, and and by the way, nobody explained the fact that uh, that the Bunny is no longer part of that group, but this all went down apparently during AEW Dark. So if you don't watch oh. AEW Dark, or if you just weren't in the know, you see uh, you see her on, on the side of the the ring uh, flirting with QT Marshall while Cody's in the ring. I did notice that. Why the hell is she not at the bunny uh, outfit costume gimmick? Apparently, during AEW Dark, she said, uh, "This is stupid," and she kind of just broke off the. She pulled. She pulled a uh, a Brandy Rhodes uh, kind of kill a character in two second kind of thing. I'm so happy about that. So that's Butcher the Blade Bunny are no longer a thing. Just she was hot 
but I feel like she'd be hotter in yoga pants than leather pants. This is very true. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you thought about that. Um, all that to say. So then, yeah, Butcher and Blade come out, start beating up on Young Bucks, and the car revs up. This truck comes down, and who is it but it is Dax Harwood, Cash Wheeler. It is FTR, formerly known as The Revival. The Revival. They are no longer WWE. They are in AE dubs. And then so they pretend to. What does FTR stand for? They well, they pretend to hit, hit, go attack uh, the Young Bucks and they attack Butcher and the Blade. FTR stands for. Well, depending, it, it's whatever you want it to stand for, but, <laughs> but basically, what, it stands for, stands for fuck the rest. Fuck, there you go. <laughs> there you now go. I think they're still going into a. I think they are still heels. Okay. And the way they did it and and left the ring mm -hmm. was very heelish to me. And I'll explain why. Please, because it seemed very, very face to me. But yes, go ahead. It didn't. There was no handshake. Right? Right, but there was handshake a is a number one sign between good guys. Yeah, it is kind of. But then they did attack the bad guys, so they kinda but they did okay. leave the good guys in the ring. But go ahead. Okay. Number two. Do you remember when Jake Roberts first showed up on Dynamite? And what he said to Cody? What do you say? The last thing he said to Cody was I was always taught to never turn my back on a man that I respect. And then turned his back. <laughs> right. So immediately when I saw the revival leave the ring, they got face to face with the young bucks and then turned their back and left. Mm -hmm. If they were going to align themselves and be baby faces, why wouldn't they just shake their hands? Okay. I still think they're heels. Mm. And it's like a, like an Austin type thing where they're going to, it all depends on the crowd reacts to them. Anti-hero hero. Exactly. Right. So it all it, it all depends on how people are going to react to what they're doing. Because they are top guys. They need to take out everybody. Yeah, everybody. Um, yeah, and uh, coming up here we had uh, – oh, John Moxley came on, on the broadcast team. And then um, – uh, oh, Impeccable. Let me just point that. He was hilarious. Oh, he, he's hysterical. He's hysterical on the mic. Um, we had the, our, our low-budget uh, – Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman come out. That was in Brian Cage and Taz. Um, it also seemed like Taz was a little too excited to have a hot mic for the first time in 15 years. And then he, he dropped, he, after defeating Lee Johnson, Taz dropped his his slogan onto Brian Cage. Uh, yeah, what was it? Uh, I forgot. Totally forgot. I'll beat him if you can. Survive if he lets you. Oh, right. Take, yeah. take off of his, his slogan. Uh, beat me if you can. Survive if I let you. God. So maybe we're just being lazy. Um The Claw. Britt Baker uh is is gold and have her out every week if you can. Um on the back of her wheelchair. She had a role model, a R O L L. Uh So how long do you think before they start selling role model wheelchairs on ProWrestlingTees.com? dot They have to. You you gotta right? you gotta you gotta uh take advantage of it while you can. Or um, stickers so that you can put on your own wheelchair. She so she comes yeah, absolutely. So she comes out with like a whip them out Wednesday. Um, she, <laughs> I think it's a wow sticker. She comes out uh, anytime that you have her and uh, Tony Schiavone. It's gold. So she comes out. She has a whole. Speaking of conspiracy theories, uh, she has a whole conspiracy theory that uh, they were all out to get her. And who's at the center of it all was Aubrey Edwards. Referee Aubrey Edwards is at the is at the middle of everything here. Why she's injured all the time. Concussion. Aubrey was there. Broken finger. Aubrey, Aubrey was there. Broken nose. Aubrey was somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> 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 uh, 
It's like, but yeah, you got you broke your nose. She wasn't involved in that match, uh, but she was still there. She was still in the building. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I love the fact that they were. Uh, oh, Inner Circle got uh, was interviewed backstage, and <laughs> and uh, with Chris Jericho on the mic, and then randomly Orange Cassidy just roams into the camera shot. Because <laughs> why? Because Orange Cassidy is just also gold. Um, <laughs> I want to get one of those shirts. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Orange Cassidy shirt. No, the Stadium Stampede Champion shirt. Oh yes, <laughs> it's like all the ones that they send to Africa. For it the, did you know, look you like know what I mean? it looked like like it was straight from the 1990s, and it was like bootleg as hell. And uh, yeah, like all the, <laughs> the head- yo that looks. You you want to know what exactly that reminded me of? Mm. There's a picture I have right after the New York Rangers won the Stanley Cup, and their championship T-shirts look pretty much identical exactly. to that. That's all. All championship t- shirts back in the 90s looked exactly like that. They were just like the yeah. weird cheap kind of just like uh, t-shirt screen job that they used to do it was just they just looked really bad and so I, i'd love the fact that they had those kind of shirts and he was so happy in the beginning of the show that he just had the two or three boxes there and then he opens up what's the name opens up the truck and uh talk about sitting, carlos sitting. carlos from front 25th <laughs> he had a truck full of, truck full of these shirts it was just very funny um uh, the new a new uh, female female new women's champ <laughs> Karishita taking on Christy Janes and by the way can I just say Christy Janes needs to be on TV more because good lord holy shit <laughs> I don't know who she is I don't know she's this is like her debut match I don't know if it is or if she's been on Dark before but man holy shit <laughs> I gotta see her work because just on looks I already like her better than Tana Conti yes <laughs> she is definitely just because of the Brazilian her thing. Brazilian thing yes yes Christy Janes. Memorize that name. It will be definitely said a lot on this podcast. Christy Janes. That is Christy with an I. You, you know, and she, Janes with a Y. Janes with a Y. So you know that name. That name by itself is just mwah. Um as a porn star name. It's got to be Christy Janes. It really. <laughs> it's it's so it's spot on. Like Busty Malone. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna go with by that. If I go into porn. It's really <laughs> Busty Malone. Uh, um, <laughs> we had uh, speaking, uh, I said before. AVN Kobe. Hall of Fame. <laughs> Christy James. Er. <laughs> Busty Malone. Busty Malone. <laughs> Busty Malone and Christy James in. Let's do this. Volume, uh, volume 50. In Space Force. In Space, in space Force, <laughs> Volume 50. <laughs> okay, terrific. By the way, did you notice the ring post was sponsored by HBO by Max? HBO Max, yes. Yeah, it was yes, said quite quite a bit. Do you know HBO and Max? And now they're the no longer cornered. No longer cornered. That's right. Um, you know, by the way, that HBO Max fifteen dollars a month. It's just way too much. Um, yeah. By the way, if you have HBO, just get HBO Go. It's the same fucking thing. There you go. I, I, my, my fiance was like, "There's all these HBOs now. Like, there's Max, there's Go, there's the uh, HBO. Um, there's like three different HBOs as far as apps go. Now, yeah, HBO now. Ole. HBO now, HBO Go, HBO Max. Uh, if you're getting the Spanish version, HBO Ole. HBO. That hang on, that was a joke, but there is actually the in Colombia, the HBO channel." Is called HBO Olay. Olay, <laughs> I swear, I swear on everything. H H B O Olay. It's hilarious. H B O. Um, 
Uh, we said before, uh, we talked about Cody. So he's he's uh, the new TNT champion. He still has that shitty belt. Uh, I know everybody said it's going to change and be gold. It hasn't turned gold yet, so we'll see what happens with that. But again, QT Marshall on the, <laughs> the outside of the ring. Um, Brandy, Brandy Rhodes and uh, and uh, Dustin were not outside until this outside of the ring until this this spot here with Cody Rhodes and then QT Marshall and uh, not, her name's not the Bunny. Why am I drawing? Allie. That? Allie. Thank you. They were, were on the side there flirting with each other while Brandy's like, "Pay attention." <laughs> Cody's speaking, and he's like, "Screw you! I'm about to get laid." Um, In the back, there was a there was a or that might have been on being the elite as well. I'm pretty sure I saw them in the back, like in the backstage area, both of them sitting at a table talking with each other. I have two things from the Cody interview that I want to yes. talk about, just Qu quickly. Quickly, yeah. Uh, he said he doesn't think he's welcome back in Connecticut. Made me laugh. I almost cried. Boston, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can go. Connecticut, probably not welcome there. And uh, <laughs> right, 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 did yes. you know that his mom was Cuban? I did not. It makes so much more sense why he didn't get Dusty's hair. Because that Latino gene over 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 exceeds overrides, everything. Overrides everything. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, we had uh, SoCal uh, take on Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian. This 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 tag team with Havoc and Sabian are going to get a push, and I guarantee at some point they'll they'll be tag champs. They're gonna. I'm uh, I'm gonna say they're they could win next week. Yeah. They could win in three days. They could win in three days. Um, yeah, so it was it was uh, Sky pinned Jimmy. Yeah, so it was uh, who is it? Scorpio Sky uh, won though with Frankie. What? Frank, Scorpio Sky uh, SoCal won. Oh, Sky was pinned. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, hang on, my notes might be incorrect. I'm, yeah, I'm no, way off. Havoc, Havoc ha pinned. That's what I was thinking. Okay, I read, I read that wrong. I'm sorry. Jimmy Havoc. That's what I was thought in my head. So Havoc and Sabian, which is why I said they're going to be champions soon and probably be champions next week. So they're going to take on uh, Adam Page and Kenny Omega next week. Um, and uh, I think this is going to be – I'm hoping at some point this will be the the beginning of the end with the, the inevitable Page and Omega uh, saga here. Because it's something it has gonna, to be. You can't make them go anymore. Something's going to break. Um, it's been a while too. So, yeah, you kind of got to let that uh, let that go. Um <coughs> We had the oh yeah sure you can do that sorry um <laughs> we had the dynamite battle royal uh to see who gets the uh, the chance at uh, Cody's title TNT title um Cassidy walked into the ring Santana Ortiz knocked him out with a with a mad ball to the back of the head I love that that's still a thing uh, by the way MJF yelling at Warlow speaking of the beginning beginning beginnings of the end uh, MJF and Warlow that's about to end pretty quick fast and in a hurry because Warlow's oh yeah Warlow's had enough um so between that Luther uh, in this match uh finally getting to wrestle him and Sonny Kiss who we haven't seen in, in months um Luther sent sends Marco like just destroyed him at one point with like this this hip toss and like tossed him over uh over the ring um so I love this. This entire thing was hilarious. It was, when it was, Billy Gunn got announced, he's like, "Me, me, yeah." <laughs> His son, is on the outside there. I didn't realize Billy Gunn was so tall. Was that tall? Like he's eye to eye with Luchasaurus. Uh, I mean, look at, at look at DX back in the day. Yeah, you had Triple H, probably the same size as Billy Gunn. Yeah, well, big guys. Road Dog also probably the same height as Billy Gunn. Maybe a an inch short. You just had Shawn Michaels, who was like what five ten, six one. He's six one. Yeah. So that that's why he seemed he didn't you didn't think of him as that tall because everybody else around him was just, just tall was just as tall. But you but again you think when Luchasaurus he, get, he comes in the ring he's like seven feet tall, 
Uh, no, not so much. He just because he just carries himself well. Um, yeah. So uh, all this to say, we got uh, MJF. Fast forward to the end here, where MJF pulls out his uh, his ring and goes to clock Jungle Boy and hits Warlow by accident. Um, Warlow gets tossed out. MJF gets tossed out. You're you're down to Orange Cassidy and Jungle Boy. Uh, Cassidy throwing uh, Superman uh, punches left and right. Elbow, Superman elbow. Was it an elbow? It was an elbow. It looked like a punch. It looked like a punch, and then he was like doing that slap, that that punch, that punch slap thing. No, okay. I think he's doing that. He's doing that, but with an elbow. With an elbow. Okay, I got you. And then um, when he like, because he he hits him with the elbow, and then he just like extends his arm out, like ah, I got him. And then Jungle Boy uh, rallies back and uh, pulls Orange Cassidy over the top rope uh, to take the whole thing. So it'd be Jungle Boy and and Cody for the title. Looking forward to that. Uh, That's going to be a great match. And then your main event, which is the <laughs> the uh, Inner Circle Pep Rally. And starting yes. things off with Vicky, Vicky Guerrero just uh, screaming at the top of her lungs as she does. In a crop top. In a crop top. Good for her, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Um, so, and they all come out and... Uh, the, the funny, the one of the, well, several funny things. Uh, Santana just basically giving the gifts away. Um, I have all the gifts if you please, want them. Please, by, by all means. Okay, so he got a chopped cheese for Ortiz. Chopped cheese, yes. <laughs> there was uh, Vapor Rub for Sammy, or as my Awella likes to call it, Vapor Rub. <laughs> okay. And his Awella says that uh, they heal everything because it fucking does. Mm-hmm. Uh, knock off Tim's for Jake. Yes. Probably got him on Canal Street. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, a picture of Mark Anthony for uh, Jericho was that so eventually happy. got broken. Broken. He was so happy about it too. <laughs> it's like Mark Anthony for me. He um, was he was more happy about Mark Anthony than when he was for the Hector Laveau picture. <laughs> <laughs> I love these pictures that he breaks out. Um, and then Gravara having like the uh, the the bubbly and the cheese dish, and that's completely empty, and there's nothing there. And then oh Hager, by the, the way, Hager, with the poem. The po- <laughs> Hager with the the scary creepy poem in, in camera, like, like oh, calm down, calm down, big guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking straight down the barrel of that camera, man, like into your soul. Um, what else here? Uh, oh, and then so the the platter was empty, the food was empty. He was like, no, there was more. Guevara's like, there's there was more food on there, and music hits, and Mike Tyson and his entire posse comes out. Um, and Mike, I can I can firmly and honestly say, is horrible in front of a mic. Um, to the point, Jericho's like, "All right, shut up! <laughs> I'm talking to you." Uh, How many people did you recognize in Mike Tyson's crew? One. Who? Not by name. I just recognized his face. <laughs> the short one. Yes. Henry Cejudo. Okay. Okay. So he came out with also the guy that had the uh, the the black eye eye makeup. Yeah, you know who that was. Who was that? That was, I believe, his name is Twenty Four. And he was on Jersey Shore. Okay. And I'm pretty sure he's Wow's boyfriend. I think. Okay. I think it's the same guy with the little green thing right there. Okay. I'm pretty sure. But he came out with Vitor Belfort, UFC legend. Mm. Henry Cejudo, who just retired from the UFC as a double champ. Okay. And uh, Rashad Evans. Rashad Evans was the guy who you saw with the with the bubbly in his hand who came out first. So, dude, you have legitimate, legitimate killers yeah. coming to the ring, and Jericho just goes, "Fuck you guys." 
Why? Because wrestling. And he, he said one of those one of those guys could have killed yes. all of the people left in the ring. And Jericho has said as much. Jericho has said like this. I, I've he said I've boxed before, but I, that Mike Tyson would just would destroy me. Uh, but um, in this realm, this is Jericho's realm, and he had the mic. Mike can't talk in the mic, so he just went on and on to the point where after while he was talking, Tyson was trying to rip his shirt. It was very funny. Um, oh, that went viral, and I was so happy about it. We've learned quickly that, and you should know this from 30, 40 years ago, dude. You got to you got to learn your your lesson, your own lesson, that you always put a tear in a shirt to rip it. Always put a tear. Yeah, easily. All you got to do is cut off the collar. Cut off the if collar. If you cut off, if, all you got to do is cut off the collar. If you cut off the collar, the whole thing will just shred right apart. Right. But Look at also, Hulk. But you also could put it like what Hulk did. Right. Hulk cut off the collar, but he also had like a small, a very small cut in like the right middle, here. Middle of his like chest. a little V-neck. But not the V-neck. I'm talking about like in his chest also. Like there was like a small little, very small hole in his shirt. Oh, as, right. As I, as I show you in the camera. Um, a very small hole in his shirt. So when you go from the middle of the shirt, you just basically tear and it, it, it rips. That is uh, shirt tearing 101. You're welcome. Um, January 11th, 2010. Was. Was the night that Chris Jericho was talking about. Gotcha. So yeah, Jericho got knocked out by, by Tyson in 2010. And then he referred back to that. Um, in a DX skit. Yes. Yes. Which, by yes, the way, yes. we didn't we didn't reference but back to the uh, back to the 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 uh, battle royal that was earlier in the night when MJF tossed Billy Gunn out of the ring and told him and to suck said it, suck and it told him to suck it and the little reference back. Um, yeah, anyway, I love a good callback, man. Awesome, good callback. Um, Tyson had issues with his shirt and finally <laughs> to the point where he had to basically just take it off his his body uh, over his head, um, and then the, the, them just going at it. And Tyson, to his credit, looks great. Um, so we're 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 on our way here to some sort of uh, Jericho and Tyson uh, match. This this was because it's Tyson, ESPN, Sporting News. It, this hit uh, all all sporting outlets. Well, not um, only is it Tyson, you have fucking three other UFC heavyweight, former UFC heavyweight champion. Well, not heavyweight, but champions in the UFC. Right. Right. So that's enough sport you need right there. He uh, Marty Scroll really quick. Yes. At the end of all of it, when. Uh, Tyson came back, and then he, when when everybody was holding him, Isaiah Cassidy was holding him back, all that shit. Mm-hmm. I saw someone who looked like Marty Scroll. I swear on everything, he looked like Marty Scroll. Okay. But when I watched it again, he had long hair. And I know that Marty just cut his hair because he was on being the elite after the stadium stampede match. Okay. So, how long do you think until we see Marty Scroll in AEW? Even if it's for a one-off. Oh, um, I would say pretty soon. I really hope it's next week. <laughs> I would say pretty soon. I really hope. Um, so, but my favorite line here, and it's actually on, on the side here. I've been dreaming of this moment for 10 years. I trusted you. This is Jericho. I trusted you and you knocked me out, said Jericho, because you're a sucker. <laughs> Tyson said. Um, so looking forward to that. Yeah, that should be actually good. Oh, Tyson um, said that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean because you're a sucker. Because you're a sucker. <laughs> um, so yeah, looking forward, looking forward to all that good stuff. And uh, AEW was actually really good this week. Um, really quickly moving on to uh, SmackDown, and then we will wrap things up here. Um, the whole <laughs> this whole thing started off uh, out of the gate. The two major things that happened uh, this week on SmackDown. This this Hardy angle. 
and this um uh <laughs> the hardy angle and the uh, 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 uh as my my tv's on here um what's the other angle i'm talking about here jeez mandy rose notice thank you Good God. You're welcome. <laughs> I was all confused because my, my TV just went out here. Um, yeah, so. No, you're all confused because Mandy Rose is in your head. With that outfit, man. Good. I, I'm, always, I'm always a sucker for underboob. Um, How was it possible that Mandy had on more clothes than Otis did? <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, as a society, what are we doing? So, can we just talk really quick, uh, wrap up here soon? Uh, can we talk about the fact that we started off this thing with Elias on the ground in front of a car? The, the funny part of this whole thing, and, and CM Punk, of all people, actually pointed this out online. Because CM Punk, uh, the, 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 the title of the article, CM Punk got a huge kick out of Jeff Hardy Angle, arrest Angle. And he said he laughs most at the part where he says, quote, LOLOL, at the cop sniffing the full beer bottle that didn't get spilled, then saying, Jeff Hardy? Like he's calling bingo numbers. I'm dying. <laughs> He now, I look back at it. I look back at it. Mm-hmm. I did not see that the beer bottle was full. First off, it didn't even look like beer. It looked like whiskey. It looked like whiskey, yeah. It wasn't a beer bottle. It was whiskey. And, and it wasn't full. It was like half full. Exactly. Right. Half empty, depending on how sure, you are. Sure, sure, sure. And then he took down the thing and read the rental agreement and said, Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Jeff Hardy. Now, I'll, I do not agree with the first part of what CM Punk said about the unopened bottle of booze, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. What he said after that really got me. It, it fucking got me. I started laughing wholeheartedly because he just goes. <laughs> he says something. What did he say? Something like uh, he's calling bingo. Yeah. <laughs> and even I said to you when when I was watching it, uh, why did like, yo, you're a cop that's working a WWE event. And you don't know who Jeff Hardy is. Right. None of I have one friend who likes two friends who like wrestling. Okay. All of my other friends don't give a fuck. But I can probably convince them that they know who Jeff Hardy is. You can, I mean, he's not really that well well known of a name, especially hear, hear me out. If if we're going off of kayfabe and these cops just got called in, they're not working the the performance center parking lot. They just got called in. Uh, from for Orlando cops are, are in the area and they're like, what are we doing here? Oh, this is a WWE event. Okay, great. And then who's Jeff Hardy? Like, you know, not everybody knows every wrestler's name. If it was like, oh, it's a John Cena. Uh, oh, John Cena. Okay. that Yeah. That's a little more well-known than Jeff Hardy. This is true. I mean, great. I, 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 it's, I grew up during the Hardy boys era, right. the height of the Hardy boys. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew who the Hardy boys were. Right. Especially because they did the Z. It was like, whoa, that's <laughs> that's new. Hardy Boys with the Z. That's so <laughs> Hardy very, Boys. Very nice. Very nineties. Um, so <laughs> he was like in the area. They found him about a hundred yards away in the grass, uh, behind the truck. Behind the truck, and they thought he was drunk. And the cop is like, he smells of booze. So let me let me get this straight. So the the whole premise of this is again that he was drinking and driving. He's doing this angle again. He's trying to fight his demons, but they had him go through the same stupid angle again. Elias is hurt. They have him carted off. They then fast forward to uh, in in the PC. All the wrestlers are standing around our, our new uh, our new best friend, uh, which Mister uh, Purple Suit Guy, Mister Purple, <laughs> Purple Suit Guy, who well, this is great. Hold on, his name is Adam Pierce. 
Adam yes. Pierce is a former five-time NWA heavyweight champion. He's a PWG world champion, NWA British Commonwealth champion. Uh, he's also a member of the NWA Hall of Fame. So he is oh. pretty good. <laughs> the guy's pretty good. Not known throughout WWE Universe, including myself, uh, as one part of the universe, but... Um, no. I would say not known uh, north of the Mason-Dixon. <laughs> there you go. So this guy was not known, well known until this this episode where he apparently went viral and people are trying to search who he was because he did such a great job in just delegating and, and coordinating the whole the whole uh, uh, main event. So they had this this rumble uh, kind of uh, uh, battle royal to kind of to uh, name Daniel Bryan's opponent, and Sheamus seemed very suspicious in his pushing of this match. And, yes, he did. And come to find out towards the end of the of the night. <laughs> that it was it was Seamus who they didn't have to wait. I did it for the Rock. They didn't have to wait all weeks and weeks and weeks. We didn't have to wait to see who the uh, the hacker is. We found out the same night that Hardy was able to get out of jail, <laughs> and the WWE's reason online was because uh, he was he was not drunk. They they tested him and he 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 passed the, so, the sobriety test. So that was their reasoning. Wrestling. So he was cheeky to... bastards. They're not that drunk. They're not that drunk. He ran out, started kicking Seamus's ass. It was very, very funny. So that's that's the whole angle. Hence, why again, going full circle, why Matt Hardy said, "I'm very glad to be working for AEW." Just absolutely ridiculous. So between that and uh, the only other thing I'll talk about is, uh, well, Sonya Deville is I'm, I'm in love with a lesbian, but uh, Mandy Rose. I'm and, in love with the stripper. <laughs> Mandy Rose and Otis. <laughs> Having this, and you know what? God, God bless Otis for being able to go through this. How many takes did it go? Did he have to do to get that makeout scene? Both makeout scenes going. I'm sure he was like, you know what? I, I didn't feel that one. Let's do it again. How many takes did Squints have to do? And uh, oh, I'm sure he was just like, yeah, in Sandlot. exactly. Yeah, Sandlot. Yeah. Was like I can't. I, I don't know, uh, that fucking I slipped my up. mind for a second. I screwed up. I, I'm sorry. I I had my eyes open. Um, but that outfit, man. <laughs> that sorry, I had one eye open. <laughs> I got a close up. Eyelash got in my eye. Uh, yeah, oh, my I, bad. I couldn't see. I'm sorry. Uh, Otis did the same thing. And yeah, again, Otis having less clothes than Mandy Rose, but uh, Mandy having that, that, that top man. <laughs> Shit. Good for her. Good for him. You know what? And if they're not actually dating, they're not because she has a they're boyfriend. They're not. She yeah, she's got a boyfriend. But it's just man oh man. I also point out the fact that Sasha Bliss, uh, Sasha Banks, Sasha Bliss, Sasha Banks has uh, finally got a win after weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, and well, hang on, Sa- we, you're just gonna pass over Sasha Banks in that outfit like that? I know, yeah, yeah, she. Good lord, uh, I know. <laughs> also, <laughs> uh, shout out to the New Day for sporting uh, shad armbands. Yes. Yeah. And 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 uh, Sasha was doing. Sasha had a, a Hana, Hana Kimura, Hana Kimura armband. So. Yeah, um, so <laughs> I, I, I I want to see what happens with this Jeff Hardy. <laughs> just this this Jeff Hardy thing uh, is going to be interesting, and then hopefully Matt Riddle next week. So we have a bunch of bunch of things happening uh, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, looking forward to it as always. Uh, any final words before we wrap this shindig up? Thank God for Matt Riddle because I really want to see what he's fucking going to do on SmackDown. Mm. He's going to be on Fox. Dude, Dana White cannot be happy about that. I know, I know, I know. He was seven and three. I had that somewhere. He was seven three and zero oh, with two no contests in the UFC. Well, and I got nothing for it. Yeah, except for now, I they contract Absolutely nothing. No title shot, nothing. Except now for a contract yeah. with WWE, and he's he's going to be a, a made man. Thank God. 
Well, hopefully he's not a made man like fucking Joe Pesci. Yeah, uh-huh. didn't really work out well for him. Oh no! <laughs> uh, good fellas, guys, thank you so much. Uh, next week again tomorrow we have uh, a bunch of things on Raw happening with Rollins and Black and some some interesting things. I'm looking forward to actually looking forward to with Raw, um, and then this Tyson thing with Jericho should be should be interesting. I leave you. I, I, I'm on the the ACDC thing. Yeah. Let's go with some TNT. I am Chris Mindell, Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. Peace out. Sir, take it easy. Sons of Slam podcast.